Coming to you from Nashville, Tennessee, this is the award-winning Parareality Radio. I'm your host, Sandman. Good evening, everybody, and thanks for tuning in. It's Friday, July 5th, 2019, and that means that it's time for another episode of your favorite paranormal podcast, Parareality Radio. I hope that everyone had a safe and happy Independence Day yesterday. You know, it seems that everybody wants to call this holiday the 4th of July. That's the date of the holiday, not the actual holiday itself. The name of the holiday is Independence Day, and I wish everyone would get in the habit of calling it that. We don't say, I don't know, you know, Merry 25th of December, right? No, we we say Merry Christmas because that's the name of the holiday. So why should Independence Day be any different? So the, from now on, don't say Happy Fourth of July. Say Happy Independence Day because that's what we're celebrating, the independence of the great nation of the United States of America, the greatest place in the world to live. Yes, we have our problems, but no, there's not really any other nation that I would want to live in. I love the United States. So from now on, don't say Happy Fourth of July, people. Say Happy Independence Day. Okay, so that's enough of that. After all, you're not here to listen to me talk about the nuances of how to call holidays by their proper names, right? You're here to listen to a podcast about the paranormal. So without any further delay, let's get on with the show. Tonight, I'm interviewing a family whose members have had some varying paranormal experiences. I call this family the paranormal family. And the process of this interview began with a phone call several months ago from a family member, Jason. And he's a longtime listener of the podcast, and he left a message on the studio line uh, that uh, reminded me about a contest that he had entered many years ago, back when uh, I was on Live 365, that he actually came in third place. And uh, he said, he just made the offhanded comment, oh, you know, if you want, want to talk about it sometime, I'd you know love to talk about it. So y- you all know that I'd love to interview people just like me and you, the normal, everyday person about their experiences. So I contacted Jason, and after a few phone conversations and text messages and emails back and forth, we finally worked out a date where I could interview not only Jason, but a couple of other members of his family who have had some paranormal experiences. Now, before I play the interview, I want to explain a couple of things. First, I will not be using any last names of anyone that I'm interviewing tonight. Second, I will not be telling you where exactly it is that this family lives, nor will I be giving out any of their contact information. This is all to help maintain their confidentiality. If you listen to this podcast and you happen to want to get in contact with one of these family members for whatever reason, just to ask them a question, or maybe you have a a podcast or a show that you want to interview them on, just please get in touch with me, and I'm going to tell you Many times, as you know, I always tell you several times how you can get in contact with me. Just send me an email, sandman at parareality.com. Before I begin the show, 
of course, speaking of how you can get in touch with me, let me tell you how you can do that. Because there are many different ways. First of all, you can send an email to the aforementioned email address, sandman at parareality.com. Or you can just simply go to my website, www.parareality.com, and click on the About tab, and you can fill out the contact form there. Why you would want to do that, I don't know, because sending me an email is just well, it's much easier, much more direct. But I do have a contact form on the About page. The show is also available on Facebook. Just look for Parareality Radio when you sign on to Facebook. And you can also follow me on Twitter. My handle is at Parareal Radio. That's at Parareal Radio. And finally, you can still call the studio line. That's 615-692-1170. And you can leave me a message. I'm always in and out of the studio. I'm working on the podcast a lot. And you uh, you just may catch me in the studio and I may answer the phone. You never know. Um, but if you've had some sort of... Uh, Comment about the show if you have an idea for an upcoming episode, if you want to be interviewed, or if you just have a story that you want to tell and you don't necessarily want to um, be interviewed on the show, just call 615-692-1170 and leave a message on the studio line. Just be aware that I may play your comment or your message or whatever that you leave me back on the show simply by leaving me a message is giving me permission to play that back. If you don't want me to play back your comment, please tell me don't play this on your show. Otherwise, the chances are high that I may do that. Okay, first what I'm going to do is play Jason's original message that he left on the studio line several months ago. Now the sound quality here isn't that great because I think he was calling from maybe a, a cell phone and there's a lot of static and background noise, like maybe he was at work or standing beside a highway or something like that. It's, 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 the, the sound quality is not all that great, but I did want to play this original message so you could kind of get an idea for um, where this is going to be headed. So here is Jason's original message. Hey, fan man, Jason, long-time listener, uh, back before you retired, but uh, I just found you on Stitcher. I'm really happy to try to catch up on all these shows. Uh, I entered a contest way back in a lot of 365 days, and uh, uh, I was like placed third. It was a uh, UFO sighting I had, but uh, I can tell the story again sometime if if you wanted to put that on. Just let me know. I'm glad you got a co-host. It's going to be interesting to see how you your ideas and things bounce off of him. I think he might be a little strong. The microphone though is hard to hear, him. but I'm sure you guys will figure it out. Good luck. After I received that message, I contacted Jason, and that led to the following interview, and I hope that you enjoy it. Okay, everybody, to kick tonight's show off, I have three very special guests on the studio line, and uh, it's actually a a family who has had some, uh, uh, hesitate to say paranormal experiences because it involves more than just that. Let's just say they've had some really unexplained experiences uh, some really unusual things with involving UFOs and, and uh, the paranormal. And uh, this is a, a family that I have uh, 
talked to uh, a couple of times trying to set this thing up. It's been a long time we've been trying to set this interview up. Uh, this is this family hails from uh, the great state of Pennsylvania. I have uh, Jason and his daughter Hannah, and Jason's sister Jessica on the line. Welcome, you three great people, to uh, Pair Reality Radio. I appreciate you being uh, a guest on the show, all three of you. Oh, thanks, thanks, man. Yeah, an Thanks. Yeah, I I am so glad to have you uh, have you guys on the show. Like I said, uh, Jason, uh, you and I have. Uh, We've been talking, um, we've done text messages and emails and talked on the phone a couple of times. We've been doing this since uh, uh, February of this year. I was just looking back at some of our, our conversations th- via text, and we've been trying to set this thing up since February. It's just been a scheduling problem, and uh, I really appreciate you uh, getting your family together and uh, bringing them on the show and, and the three of you talking about your experiences that you've had. Oh, yeah, it's uh been a long time listener and uh, uh it's great to be able to contribute uh we have these experiences that are somewhat well they're totally different and detached from one another but i thought that it'd be interesting so yeah well you know jason i'm always looking for uh, just the everyday normal people such as myself who've who's had some something unusual happen to them that they, they can't explain. And, you know, so many people want to uh, interview the, the the big names. They want people who've, who've been on TV and they want people who've, you know, written books and, you know, documentaries and all this other sorts of stuff. And, you know, all that stuff's great. I've interviewed, interviewed those people too. But I really like hearing from people just like me who have had a experience that – they can't explain and are willing to get on the show and talk about it. And maybe, you know, together, maybe we can come up with some plausible answers to what it was that, that you saw or whatever it was that happened to you. So once again, I really appreciate you and your family being on the show this evening. Thank you so much. Oh, uh, it's my pleasure. Well, why don't we, um, why don't we start with 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 you and and your daughter Hannah, and um, I'm understanding that uh, four or five years ago, you guys were at uh, the Gettysburg Gettysburg uh, uh, battlefield, and you had a couple of experiences happen to you. Each each one of you had something happen, but it was kind of each one was different. So Jason, we'll we'll start with you first. Tell me about. Um, the experience that you had, what were you doing and, and, and what happened to you when you were at Gettysburg? Um, well, we, well, Hannah was, I think nine years old and I asked her if she wanted to go and she was into the ghost adventures and that kind of stuff watching on TV. And, uh, she wanted to go somewhere haunted and I'm like, Oh heck, we're right up the road from one of the most haunted places in America. So, we scheduled Gettysburg uh, vacation in the town inn was something featured on, um, I think it was Ghost Hunters. And uh, we booked that. So we got there, and nothing really out of, like crazy happened there. It was little stuff. Yeah, little stuff. It was. It was we, we first got, we had some 
lunch meat and, and the apples and things. We had a little tiny fridge in the room we were staying in. And it's, for people who don't know, the cash town was a little farmhouse outside of Gettysburg that Confederate generals would plan at, and they'd stay there. It was a little ways away from the battlefield, but it was said to be haunted by uh, a lady. But So we were just uh, loading up the fridge, and I dropped an apple, and I had to bounce once. The fridge was kind of catty-cornered um, against the wall. And I looked around for the apple. I couldn't find it. And I had the girls looking. All you heard was one bounce. And then we found it behind the refrigerator, which was odd. And I tried to, like, recreate it and roll it back there. And, uh, you know, we couldn't get it to go back there by force of gravity. So that was the first strange thing. And then um, we brought... Hang on before you, you continue. Let me ask you a question about that. This... Uh, place that you were staying in, you said was haunted by supposed to be haunted by a a female. Yeah. Can yeah, you uh, can you expound on that? Can you tell me a little bit about uh, who was supposed to be haunting that, and why do you know? I only know because after we stayed there, and this was well, Hannah's fourteen now. So she was nine. You know, that was like five years ago. I remember going back and watching that Ghost Hunters episode, and they did speak about a woman. I should do my research, but I, I, that's all I remember. And I also remember that one of the ghost hunters like heard footsteps and uh, like walk right up to him. We didn't get that lucky, but <laughs> but uh, so okay. So just the uh, just the apple was in a in a place where it couldn't have possibly gotten to by itself. Right. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, and then we went. I think it was we stayed there that night. Then we got up. We went running, run seeing all the sights and uh, up and down the battlefields. We were whipped. But we come home. Everyone got a shower. And we went down to sleep. And I heard, like, a tap coming from the shower. It sounded like water dripping on the shower, you know. But I'm drifting off to sleep. And I just keep hearing this tap, tap every once in a while. And I'm, like, just starting to go to sleep. Here, smack on that same kind of uh, proper glass or whatever the shower is. It just sounded like something just whacked as hard as it could with a wet rag or something. Right. So I jumped up and went in there. We had the the voice recorders, you know. So I started asking questions. The, the girls are out. I didn't wake them up. But then I left it uh, play all night. The voice recorder and uh, just caught myself snoring pretty much. So that was. <laughs> That was anticlimactic. So no, but, no EVPs. You didn't catch anything unusual on your recorder. No, I listened to it the whole way through, and that was just me snoring. But <laughs> now, what what uh, time of the morning was this when when this happened? And I'm asking this for a reason. It was right around midnight because we went to bed kind of early. I think we were all down by eleven, so it might have been around eleven thirty ish, twelve. The reason I was asking is because uh, the witching hour, as they say, most people consider it to be midnight, but that's a misnomer. Usually it's around 3 a.m. is when you're going to have a lot of uh, activity that's going to happen, especially if it's, um, um, let's just say, demonic activity or or something of that nature. So I was wondering, that's why, uh, about the the time, because if it happened around the 3 o'clock a.m. hour, I was going to say that was probably 
no bueno right there. But if it was midnight, then probably not an evil entity. Yeah, well, that's a relief. We were looking for a little adventure, but you don't want to play with that stuff. Well, you know, unfortunately, there's a trend that's going around uh, the world of the, the, the paranormal investigating now that's everybody wants to be quick to to say, oh, this is whatever's haunting is, is you know, it's an evil entity, it's demonic. And you see it on uh, Ghost Adventures with um, Zach and, and, and his crew. And and uh, now there's uh, this show that uh, was just recently on, I think, the Travel Channel called Portals to Hell, where, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, God, I can't remember his name. Uh, Jack Osborne and Christina Wedeman were they were oh, looking God. for portals to hell, you know, these demonic activity stuff. So I think there's there's a trend going around with paranormal investigating these days that involves demonic activity, and I think that's really just for um, ratings. I don't really think there's a lot to that. Not every place you go that's haunted has, has, a, has a demon or an evil entity in it, you know. And I certainly right. don't think that was yeah. your case. So anyway, I, I kind of interrupt you, so go, go ahead with your story and uh, tell me some more. Well, that's uh, I mean that's pretty much it for the cash town. Then I was totally not climactic, but hey, we had a couple little thrills. The real, the real juicy stuff happened. And my daughter was the witness down on the battlefield. We parked at uh, Little Round Top, walked down to the Devil's Den, and on the way back to the car, uh, she had an experience. And I'll, I'll let her tell that. So. I was walking a little bit ahead of everyone, so I got to the car early, and I had my hand on the handle because the car was locked, and I couldn't get in yet, and I just had urge to turn around, and I don't know why, but I did, and I saw this tall man standing behind me with, like, this, like, olive green-like tan, and he was standing with his arms at his side, and he looked very formal, and then in the blink of an eye, he was gone. And I was just so taken back by it. I was just speechless for a few seconds. And then once we got in the car, I told everyone about it. And, like, just blew my mind. So nobody else was a witness to this? No one else saw it? No. And d- d- was this guy dressed in uh, Civil War era attire? Or was it more um, modern clothing? I would say because it was like... Like I said, he had those, like, it was dressed in His skirt was formal. I don't exactly remember, like, what it was, but I remember it was, like, a t-shirt, you know, and arms at a side. And I'm going to ask that you uh, speak up a little bit or get a little bit closer to the mic because you're fading out on us, okay? Oh, sorry. Oh, that's much better right there. So tell, tell me again what... Uh, what you thought he looked like because you faded out about uh, a quarter of the way through that description. Okay. Um, like I said, he had the nice dress pants on that were the olive green like color. And he had a nice dress shirt on and he was standing arms at his side, very formal. And it looked like he had a hat on, but I couldn't see his face too good because it was shaded. Like the hat was causing shade to be on his face. So I couldn't see. Did he make then, any gestures or motions, or was he just standing there staring at you? He was just standing there. It didn't even look like he was staring at me. It just looked like he was staring over my head. Like he was looking at something else beyond you? Yeah. 
did you feel threatened? Did you, did you was this like a menacing type figure? I didn't feel scared. I just felt like overwhelmed. Okay. And it, did he have any type of uh uh weapon or could you tell that? Nope. If he did have anything on it, I couldn't see it. So you you don't feel that this was a Civil War era uh soldier? I don't know if it was or not. I mean, like I said, I don't know. It's like he had colors on. So when I told my dad, he was like, oh, that might be a soldier because, you know, they wore this color. So it's like, I don't know what a soldier looks like. You know, I was, you know, I didn't see any pictures of, you know, what they used to wear or anything. So I really right. couldn't tell you. And how old were you when this happened? Nine or ten. So you didn't really have any basis for what a soldier looks like there's no you know nothing nothing had been like concreted into your 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 head as far as a description yeah now did did yeah. uh, go ahead i'm sorry that's okay i was just saying you know back then all i knew the soldier was what they were like today and all that was this uh someone that you you feel like was an older gentleman or was this a, a younger person or he was young did uh did you feel like when he was you said you he was looking like beyond you at like past you did you happen to to look in the direction that he was looking in was there something there that could you know help you you know, determine like what he was looking at or why he may have been there. What what caused that apparition to appear? I didn't even think about that at the time. I was just like, whoa! <laughs> yeah, I didn't look behind me where he was looking. It was just like, why is this guy here? Okay, and how how long did the whole uh, thing last? It wasn't very long, maybe like a second or so. And he pretty much disappeared disappeared right before your very eyes yeah it was like he didn't fade out he didn't float away or anything he was just gone it was like turning on or off and off light switch and this was a full-bodied apparition from head to toe you saw everything correct yeah do you know how rare that is to see a full-bodied apparition that is a very rare thing yeah yeah, it's it's extremely rare. Uh, most of the time, whenever we see a, an apparition, it's usually partial. Like most of the time, the legs will be missing um, for whatever reason, and I think that's just because it takes so much energy for um, the the spirit to manifest itself uh, that it can't get enough to present its whole figure, um, and it's. it's I'm very interested to know if you felt um, like drained or tired or anything after, right directly after that experience. Like if it was using some of your energy to manifest. I just remember being like, oh my gosh, like I was really overwhelmed and I sat down in the car and it like took me a second to like, you know, regroup myself. And then I finally told them and I couldn't tell you if that was being drained or not. I was just like, you know, just like something crazy. I don't know if it was right. just like shock or what. Right. 
and and was this uh what was the weather outside was it was it cloudy was there uh like overcast or stormy or anything like that a bit cloudy sometimes if it's uh stormy weather they can uh spirits have they the theory is they can use the the weather their electrical charge that's in the air you know to help manifest and was was this during the day or was this at night or towards in the evening yeah. It was like in the evening time. Yeah, like we were gonna go home after that, like back to the hotel. Well, that's very interesting. I I, I believe that you really got to see a rare um, a rare sight, which is a full bodied apparition, and it sounds to me like this might not have been a spirit but more of a ghost and and there's a difference between spirits and ghosts spirits are intelligent um entities and ghosts are more like um recordings so usually the spirits are the ones that interact with us and the ghosts are the ones that you you just see them and they they repeat the same thing over and over and over again and like like it's on a tape and you never get to interact with them because there's there's no intelligence behind it it's just a a recording so it sounds to me like you possibly could have seen a manifest a full-bodied manifestation of some sort of ghost if it didn't interact with you or anything so that's very interesting yeah i mean different from like my aunt experience for instance you know i different than hers and I was wondering why because I never knew it's different from being just the spirit it just like, goes hand in hand in my mind well I I wish that I would have uh, would have been there to to witness that with you because that's like I said it's such a, a rare phenomenon so count yourself uh, I think among one of the the lucky people to who you know get to see a full-bodied apparition that's it's and it's really rare outside during the day as well so you know, you had a um, just a, a very rare thing happen to you. Yeah. Was, like I said, it was, you know, crazy experience, but I'm glad it happened, you know. If I had something to that, Jen, um, she told me that uh, when she turned around, she was, like, staring at his hand. Like, and then she looked up and he disappeared, but... Where we were parked at, the the park had cut a road through there. So if, if the road wasn't cut, and he, as someone was standing there back in the day when it was a farmland, she probably would have been looking about knee top level with him. So that that kind of checked out. Was this a a new road that was cut, or was this part of the normal uh, park tour? Yeah, it was cut there for the park. Um, before there was a park there, then yeah, he would have been probably standing about that high, which kind of was a little bit of confirmation. I mean, uh, well, I have I've been to to Gettysburg, and um, I'm familiar with the general area where you're you're talking about, and. Um, that was the, an area where uh, there was a lot of well, it, all over the part was where a lot of area, uh, a lot of soldiers were killed, but especially in that area right there. 
and so you know it, it doesn't sound like it it was a civil war era type soldier but you you never know i mean it, it could have been or it could have been someone that was um you know somehow attached to the property maybe a, a property owner or family member or who knows it's hard to say oh yeah. that's true uh all i can say i'm a surveyor by trade but uh the topography if the road wasn't cut there he would have been about knee level with where hand was standing that's all i can say on it but, and you you didn't yeah. see this apparition at all no, she, she popped in the car and she said, God, God, I was saying, God, so what? She said, there was a guy right behind me. <laughs> so it was, it was exciting. It was, it was neat. But, yeah, we didn't get to experience it. Now, did you have anything else uh, strange happen to you while you were at uh, Gettysburg? No, it was, we did the ghost tours and everything, and uh, it was fun, but nothing, uh, nothing really after that. Have you uh, had any other uh, unexplained events happen to you that uh, that you care to talk about? Yeah, I uh, did see an unidentified flying object. I was at um, a haunted house, you know, for Halloween where they the kids all dress up and you go in there and uh, they try to scare you. So we're standing in line. Like a professional My sister house. was there. Yeah, a haunted attraction. And uh, so we were all in line. And uh, my sister's there, my ex-wife, and uh, my sister's ex-husband. And <laughs> they were, girls were talking. And uh, I'm looking up at the sky. It was a clear, beautiful night. And I see a V of lights that... Uh, Probably, I'd say seven of them in V form. Solid white lights coming across the sky. And I'm thinking, what could that be? Because I'm next to an airport and I know what it looks like, a helicopter, and nothing's blinking, you know. I'm just watching them. I'm thinking, is it a kite? Is it some kind of show they're putting on for the amusement park or whatever? Yeah. Solid lights. And, and uh, I didn't say anything about it until the last two in the V, the two at the tail of the V, start swirling a little bit. Regular motion. I'm like, look, look, everybody. And uh, the girls keep talking. They're not paying any attention to me. But uh, uh, Eric looks up. He sees it with me. But all the lights start buzzing around like a bunch of bees in the sky. And faster than, you know, the G-force would allow a human to be in this craft. And then they just dart off into the sky, just gone. And uh, he's like, whoa. <laughs> you know? Then, uh, then the girls thought we were just trying to scare them. They didn't believe us. <laughs> so how many lights total were there that you saw? Seven, I'd say. And this was in a classic V pattern, right? Yeah, that's right. Do you feel like the each light was its own individual, like, craft it wasn't part of they was a part of you know like one overall big craft it was each one was a separate yeah i mean it could have been solid is what i was thinking maybe it was a kite or something because it was you know they were perfect formation you know across there and uh but once the two started swirling on the end and then they all went crazy yeah they had the individual 
What color were they, Jason? Solid white. Solid white. And now, yeah. I know you said you're a, a surveyor by trade, so you're used to measuring distance. And measuring from the ground to the air is a, a little bit uh, tricky, but how how far away would you say those lights were from you? Oh, I'd say they were lower than a plane, like maybe like a, a small plane about that distance. It, it wasn't like a jet you'd see way up there. It was about as far as you'd see a helicopter or a small plane, not that far. And this was um, at night? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the stars were out. Not a cloud in the sky. Okay. And what um, – did you have um, any um, – uh, anything like a, a missing time or anything like that that or any other thing that you can't explain or was this just like a your standard close encounter of the first kind no just standard i saw it and i'm glad they didn't see me i didn't want to play that <laughs> yeah <laughs> so and you say you you had a friend with you who saw it and how many other people um were around that that you know were able to see this well we were standing in line a long line twisted through uh rails you know like you're waiting to get on a roller coaster and oh there probably was 100 people there anyway you know it's close to halloween and a lot of people there for the attraction so do you think um more than just the the two of you saw this thing i mean obviously you had to if there was that many people there you would think, but I didn't see anybody reacting. Everyone was just kind of chilling, talking, and nobody else pointed up or anything. So it might have just been me and Eric. So, you know, sometimes people who see objects in the sky like that, um, they say that that when it happens that they feel like the the objects were showing themselves only to them that they had some sort of ability to project themselves to only those who they wanted to see it. Did you get any type of, of sense like, you know, this thing is just whatever it is, it only wants me and my buddy Eric to see it? Did did you do you do you feel like they were trying to make some sort of like contact or something like that with you? No, I don't think so. I I think I was just uh, appreciating the, how dark it is out there. It's farm country, and just you don't really get to see the stars up, you know, that many of them. And I was just kind of appreciating it, and, and I, I got lucky. Or, yeah, I'd say I got lucky. That's all. Got lucky, huh? Well, yeah. Do do are you a prior to that? Were you a believer in in UFOs and aliens? Uh, you know, I'm open-minded. I, I guess so, but, uh, I'm not really sure. I mean, it could be government. Maybe it's a drones of some sort that we don't know about. I don't know. Uh, some kind of top secret thing, but it went on in the space. That's what gets me. So, <laughs> or it disappeared somehow. It looked like it zoomed out. But. So did, did this whole experience change your mind? Do, did it... Do you feel, you know, 
more are you more of a, of a believer now or are you still that that skeptic oh no yeah definitely there's something either interdimensional you know other worlds or you know that or the government's way farther ahead than they let on <laughs> one of the three <laughs> and what about your uh paranormal experience that you had while you were in gettysburg were you a believer in in the paranormal prior to that and did you, that experience that you had did it change your mind any yeah yeah my daughter's not the type to tell stories and uh i totally believe her 100 percent yeah that i didn't really change my mind because i always did kind of believe but yeah that's definitely confirmation and hannah what about you were you a a big time believer in the paranormal prior to this or did this you know change your mind or did this just kind of submit into your head like yeah there is really something off to this well i had experienced a little bit before this i mean all i thought like oh like playing tricks on me or like this, this can't be real you know but then when that happened it's like yeah for sure this is a thing have you had any other experiences happen to you since then uh, yeah, I'd say so. You care to elaborate on any of that, or you want to save that for maybe another time? I could elaborate. It's fine. Okay, tell tell me a, a little bit about one one or two of your other experiences then. So we have a dog at my mom's house. He's a little black thing. We don't know what he is. But, <laughs> sorry, I got distracted for a second. And um, I was sitting on the couch, and I thought I felt him brush past my leg. You know, I felt him. So I reached down to get him, pat him, and he wasn't there. So I called for him, and he was in this crate in the other room. And that really freaked me out. Like, I didn't know why I felt that on my leg. We don't have any other animals downstairs what we didn't at the time. We had a cat, but she was always in my sister's room. Like, she's not allowed out or anything like that. Whoa, that's freaky, man. Yeah. And you're absolutely 100% positive that the dog was not in the room when, like you thought he was? No, he wasn't. It was like right afterwards. I said, Dozer, come here. You know, I called him. He got up out of his crate and came running over to me. Any? Did you have any other pets in the house uh, prior to that that maybe had, had uh, you know, you had lost that had died that you think it could have been a, a prior pet? No, we had, well, I don't want to say just moved in, but we moved in. We didn't have any other pets before Dozer that died or anything like that. So, well, no dogs anyway. We had gerbils, but they got big. Hannah, do you, do you feel like maybe you have some sort of uh, latent um, psychic ability or, or mediumship or something that makes you more susceptible to, to, um, to these types of things? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, my sister and I talk about it sometimes because she has some experiences too and stuff. Like when she was little, it happened a lot. It doesn't really happen anymore, like too much. But, you know, we talk about it. And I don't know because it's such a weird concept to me, you know. I don't want to say yes, I don't want to say no. Well, if you... If you continue to have these these types of experiences, then it's probably 
because you have something within you that you some untapped ability that you don't know about. Um, if if you're looking for, um, I don't know, more help or more information, um, I have a real good friend of mine. His name is Rick Hayes. Um, his his website is lifesgift.com, and he's also on uh, on Facebook, Rick Hayes. And uh, he is what he has always called himself as a, a paranormal communications specialist or a paranormal communications consultant, excuse me. Um, he might be able to help you develop or your 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 skills or or give you some insight as to why this stuff happens to you. Um, you should reach out to him and tell him that I uh, sent you to him. If I mean, if you're if you're interested in pursuing it, and he may be able to uh, tell you, you know, why this is happening to you, or if you have some sort of of untapped ability within you, he may be able to tell you, you know, how you can um, uh, fine tune your ability. So it's something you might want to consider. Yeah, that'd be great. I mean, I'd love to talk to someone about it. You know, I don't know any people who have any other abilities or anything like that that I could talk to. So that would be nice. Yeah, well, after uh, after the interview's over with, I will email your dad his uh, contact information and put the two of you in touch with each other, and and maybe he can uh, maybe he can give you some answers to some some of the things that's happening to you. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, that but, would uh, uh, that that would probably be the the easiest way that I could think of to because I'm not going to be able to point you in the right direction, but I know that he he could so. I'll definitely put the two of you in touch. Okay. Thank you. You are welcome. And thank you for sharing your experiences with me. That's uh, it's, it's nice to, to see somebody that is as young as you are, who has the potential to have some, you know, some, some sort of ability that's not that you haven't tapped into yet. And maybe, you know, who knows, maybe in the future, you're going to be some sort of famous psychic medium or something. I can say, Hey, I, I interviewed her first. <laughs> well like i said thank you for uh thank you for sharing your stories with me i really appreciate it and i want to switch gears now and talk to uh jessica jessica you've been sitting there all quiet and patient and i really appreciate you uh you sitting there waiting your turn thank you oh you're welcome so i understand that you have had some uh stuff happen to you uh, when you were you were staying at a friend's house, correct? Uh, yes. Um, well, my best friend, fifteen years old, so I'm thirty six now. So it's been a while. Just a <laughs> just a couple of years. Yeah, and um, her parents were divorced, and we lived here in Pennsylvania, and her dad lived in Ohio, and just purchased a house, him and his wife. And wanted us to come stay with them and go to Cedar Point for a few days and, you know, all that. So she asked me to go with her. And we went, and uh, this is an older house, and it's sat right across from a prison in Lima, Ohio. Wow. Right across the road. And um, that was kind of creepy when we got there. But, you know, we were young. It was like, oh, kind of cool, you know. There's a prison over there. So, <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> 
Yeah. So uh, it was just her her dad and um, her stepmom. And her dad was a military man. He was in um, Vietnam, so he was pretty, uh, what do I want to say it? I would say strict, more like, um, you know, I'm not afraid of anything kind of guy, you know. He don't believe in no nonsense, stuff like that, you know. So, right. Um, the first, when we first got there, there were three bedrooms upstairs and a bedroom downstairs. They stayed in the bedroom downstairs. And they told us they put air mattress upstairs for us because she didn't have any kids. And Angela was my friend. She was the only kid. So we took our bags upstairs and tried to get the dog, Midnight was his name, to come with us. He was a dog, black dog. And we're calling him to come up the stairs, and he's just growling and growling. He wouldn't come up the stairs. He was staying at the bottom. And Angela even tried to carry him up, and he, like, freaked out and jumped out of her hands and ran back down the steps. Wow. And she said, that's weird, you know. He was never like that before. So we went up there, and we put our stuff in the room, and there was, like, no furniture in this upstairs at all, nothing but the air mattress on the floor in every room. I'm thinking, that's weird. I know they live here, but you think they would store stuff up here, you know, all this empty space. So that night, um, they had worked together, the the dad and the stepmom. They had their own business, so they, you know, they worked together during the day. But that night, me and Angela stayed up, and we rented movies, and we were watching movies. And I was sitting on, there was like a love seat underneath the stairway behind it. And uh, she was laying on the couch, which was like catty corner from where the love seat was. And we were just, you know, being kids, budging out, watching, you know, the movie. And I looked over at her, and she looked at me. She was, like, staring right above me, and her face turned, like, real pale. And her mouth dropped open, and it scared the crap out of me just the look on her face. Yeah. So I, like, jumped over on the couch beside her, and I looked back where I was sitting, and straight above me where I was sitting on that love seat, there was a woman leaning over the banister, and she was, like, clear, like, like white, all white. You could see through her, kind of. Holy crap. But, um, yeah, she was leaning, like, right over where my head was. But she was staring right at us, like, staring straight through us. And um, I can only see, it's funny how you said most people can only see, like, half the body. Because I only remember seeing, like, probably from the waist up. Yeah. Well, we were focused more on her face. But, you know, I I couldn't tell you if there was legs or not. Right. So um, we were like, oh, crap, oh, crap. And we uh, took off running, like, through the kitchen. You go through the kitchen from the living room. And that was her dad's bedroom. And the bathroom was right beside it. I don't know why we ran into the bathroom, but we did because we were young kids and shut the door. And then we were, like, too scared to come out of the bathroom. So we were pounding on the wall trying to wake our dad up, which was right into the next room. And we were, like, turning on the hair dryer and pounding on the wall and screaming, and nobody heard us. So we ended up staying all night in that bathroom. We wouldn't come out. You're kidding. <laughs> yeah. You spent the night in the bathroom behind a locked door. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Did did do you and, feel like whatever that was was did it try to come like after you or no, no nothing else happened that night. Um uh, we got up in the morning 
actually her stepmom came in the bathroom and found us in there. <laughs> but um, we were telling, you know, the stepmom and the dad about it. And he's going, oh, you girls are crazy, you know, just as we expected. We knew he wouldn't believe us. And she wouldn't say much, the stepmom, you know. Well, they went to work, and we were, like, scared to stay in the house. We weren't going upstairs for nothing, you know. Right. And um, so we were, like, the dogs wouldn't go up there, like, growling at the steps. And uh, the radio came on in the kitchen. They had, like, one of them radios underneath hanging from the counter. And the radio yeah. came on full blast. And the light came on in the bathroom. It wasn't on. Then it went back out. We, like, grabbed the dog, and we ran across. There was, like, they lived on a corner lot, and across one side of the road, there was, like, a little business and wasn't opened. It was, like, an empty parking lot. And the other road, of course, was the prison. So we sat in that empty parking lot, like, most of the day, and we just watched the lights and heard the radio going on and off and up and down in the house. It was crazy the next day. And uh, we told her mom or her stepmom and her dad, when he came home, we told him all about it. He said, oh, I got all these lights set on timers because I don't want nobody messing around with the house. So we're like, that's the craziest timers I've ever seen. You know, it was going on and off. Yeah, and yeah, all day. <laughs> we thought we were going crazy. So the following day, um, the stepmom took off work. She said, I'm taking off work today. I'm going to spend the day with these girls and go shopping, you know, and, she took her shopping and she said, don't tell your dad, but I know what you girls are talking about. I hear stuff in that house all the time. I don't know how much longer I could stay here, you know. She said, he won't believe me. She said, I don't want him to think I'm crazy, so I never say anything because I know how he is. Yeah. Wow. So did do you know um, anything about the the history of the house or the property or anything like that? Was it connected somehow to the prison, or do you, no, do you have any not, idea? Uh, yeah, so I never like did research. And um, how long did did this family uh, continue to live in the house after that? Uh, not very long. I think it wasn't even six months, and they were they they left the house. Which, like, my friend Angela, she laughs about that because her dad would still witness anything, but we think he probably seen or, you know, he knew something was going on. He just won't admit to it. Any um, any more appearances by the, the woman in white? No, just that one appearance. Like, we heard, like, the doorknobs just going upstairs, footsteps, anything you could hear, we heard it in that house. Yeah. Wow. So there had to have been something that was either associated with that property or something that happened in that house prior to that family moving in. I really would love to, to know what the history behind that is because there's, there's a story there, obviously. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And your friend never saw um, the lady again after that, and did she ever see any other entities that she admitted to? No. Nope. She says that that's uh, a story that she still tells to this day. It's funny how you don't forget the details, you know? Well, something like that, you know, when you're yeah. 15 years old, that's that's traumatic, and that's obviously seared into your memory for the rest of your life, I'm sure. Yeah. 
Can you uh, describe what the face of the apparition looked like? Um, well, like, I couldn't, it looked like a younger woman. I wouldn't say she was real old, maybe in her 30s. Did it try to speak or say anything or make any noises or anything? No, it just looked like, like she was staring right through us. Her hair was hanging down, like, over the railing. Long hair. I couldn't tell you, maybe like a, a gown or a dress she was wearing. Well, I'm sure at at that point you were so freaked out, you're scared and already in fight or flight mode, and you're running down the hall. I'm sure. Yeah, I was scared just by seeing my friend's face. Like I've never seen somebody's face like that. And then I had to look, of course. And when I looked, oh man, it was it was scary. And she was so scared she couldn't even make a sound, huh? Yeah, the thing's like she was leaning over my head. Why was she leaning over my head like that, you know? Yeah, it kind of makes you wonder if she, if you were the, the target or if it was just location, you know? Yeah. And what about you personally? Have you ever had uh, any other experiences uh, happen since then? No, I haven't. That's why I think it definitely had to be something with that house, you know, because we both, that was the only experience we've had. Yeah, I will agree. It, it's its the house or the property. Something something going on with one of the two of those things. Probably the house. Yeah. Well, Jessica, I certainly appreciate you sharing your story with me. That's, that is one of the more creepy stories that I've heard in a long time. Um, I can't imagine what I would have done being 15 years old and having something like that happen to me. Pro- probably the same thing, go hide in the bathroom for the rest of the night. <laughs> yeah, and that's what we couldn't understand either. I mean, her dad and stepmom couldn't wake up for nothing. I mean, we were literally screaming and pounding on the wall. Who can sleep through that? How is that possible? You yeah, know? see, that right there is is also creepy as well, and I'm glad you touched on that because normally you would think that if you had two young girls screaming their head off, pounding on the walls, hairdryer going, that that would wake somebody in the house up. It's almost as yeah. if there was something going on that was preventing, you know, like you're in a soundproof room, that, you know, something was preventing the sound from, from getting out. Or maybe the whatever was going on was making the parents sleep unusually deep or something like that. That's also scary yeah. to think about. Yeah. I'm gonna to have was, to do uh, some research into into that and and that phenomenon and see if I can uh, find out anything else about it. And maybe I can uh, uh, let Jason know if I find out something and he can pass the info along to you. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. And like I said, I, I appreciate you uh, coming on and, and telling me your story. And and Jason, and I, I appreciate you and Hannah. I appreciate you coming on and telling me everything that happened to you as well. I'm, I'm just going to refer to you as the paranormal family from now on, I think. Oh, geez. It's not. A, well, I didn't, uh, I, they were like excited about theirs. I was, I'm still scared of mine. So I don't want any more. That was yeah. enough for me. Yeah. Yeah. That was one and done. That's enough. Yeah. Yours was definitely a, not uh, a, a pleasant experience at all. It sounds like, and I don't, I don't blame you. I wouldn't want to experience anything like that again either. 
<laughs> well, we're we're about to run out of time here, and uh, I want to say once again how much I appreciate the three of you coming on and and telling everybody your story. And you know, a, a lot of people don't want to um, come out and and publicly, you know, tell stories like this when it happens to them because of of uh, you know being looked at like you're you're crazy or or being you know made fun of or something like that and it takes a lot of courage to um you know publicly tell your story and especially come on a a, a podcast like this that's literally heard all over the world and and tell your story and so i think the three of you are are, are very brave and it's a very unique family like i said i'm just going to refer to you guys as the paranormal family from now on and i really appreciate the three of you being here uh, as as a trio of guests here on this episode of Pair Reality Radio. Thank you guys so much for being on the show. Thank you, Sam. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Once again, it was a it was a pleasure to to speak to all of you. And, and if you'll uh, you guys just hang on the line for just a minute, I'm going to sign us off the air here. All right. All right. All right. Well, everybody, that was Jason. Hannah and Jessica, or as I like to collectively refer to them, the paranormal family. I really appreciate them taking their time out of their uh, busy schedule to make it a guest appearance here on your favorite paranormal podcast, Parareality Radio. I certainly hope that you all enjoyed listening to tonight's show. Let me know what you thought about it by sending me an email, sandman at parareality.com. Dot com. That email address is sandman at parareality.com. And speaking of parareality.com, that's the website for the show. If you're not a regular visitor of parareality.com, I want you to be. I want you to go to your computer right now after this show is over with and type in www.parareality.com and go to my website. That's where you can find out all kinds of interesting information about the show. You can listen to the current episode and past episodes in the archive section. Uh, and if you click on the extras tab, you can uh, also join the official Parareality Radio forum. It's free to join. You can shop in the Parareality Radio store and buy some Parareality Radio swag and help support the podcast. And you can even watch some show videos and, and other stuff. I did have, uh, uh, there goes my creepy clock again. It's every episode. Anyway, I do have some videos up there. I have a three-part series that I did called News of the Strange. I haven't been able to do a News of the Strange video podcast in a little bit, but I'm going to be bringing that back here as soon as I can. So uh, I've had some people say, what What the hell, you did three uh, News of the Strange videos and then you haven't done one in a while. Uh, it's, it's a timing issue, people. I will get back to doing it as soon as I can. Anyway... Um, also at parareality.com, I do have uh, the latest and greatest paranormal news on the internet. They're on the news section. It's updated every day, and it contains paranormal news from all over the globe, not just about ghosts and hauntings and spirits, but it also has cryptozoology, aliens, UFOs, uh, ancient astronaut theory, stuff of that nature. So if you need to get some uh, one good spot for all of your paranormal news, that would be parareality.com. And also don't forget to look up Parareality Radio on Facebook. It's uh, Parareality Radio. If you just do a Facebook search and you can find it. I'm also on Twitter. You can follow me there at 
Para Real Radio. I post a lot of interesting stuff on Facebook and Twitter, like upcoming upcoming guests and and uh, shows and interesting articles and my viewpoints on stuff. So uh, make sure you follow me uh, both on Facebook and on Twitter to stay updated on what's happening with Parareality Radio. And you can now listen to the show on a variety of different websites and streaming platforms. The show can, of course, be heard right here on Spreaker every first and third Friday of the month. But now you can also hear it on Facebook and YouTube as well. And if you want to stream the show, you can do it from parareality.com, or you can stream it from, like I said, Spreaker. You can stream it on Google Play, Stitcher, Player FM, Spotify, and Apple Podcast. Um, I'm also on uh, Caster as well. So if you have any of those apps on your phone or on your computer, uh, you can... uh, Listen to Parareality Radio on all of those different outlets. Um, if you have an Alexa device, you can enable any of the skills for, for those uh, podcast hosts. You can open them up and simply say, Alexa, play Parareality Radio, and bam, there you go. You'll have Parareality Radio playing on your smart speaker. Well, everybody, that does it for tonight. The show is going to return on uh, Friday, July 19th, 2019. At 8 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time. Everyone, I hope that this radio program opens up your mind to new ways of thinking, expands your consciousness, and produces a change in the way you see the world. If you wish to change, you must lift the veil of ignorance that has been cast over your eyes. Only then will you see the true power of the universe. I hope that you have a wonderful evening, and I will see everybody again in two weeks. Good night, everybody. If you wish to change, you must first lift the veil of ignorance that has been cast over your eyes. Only then will you see the true power of the universe. <laughs>